I'm Victoria Doherty, and welcome to the cold. Cold is the way revenge is best served, the way a war was fought, and the way a story should be told. And we are in the Storytellers Churches. We are doing this on a Sunday this week. And um, it's a place where we talk about story. We talk about our lives as creators and what that is like on a day-to-day basis, on a weekly basis, on a yearly basis. And this week, I really do want to talk about, well, getting a glimpse inside the creative mind. And I want to do that. Um, I want to start off by, well, by talking about Jim Carrey. Yes, the Jim Carrey, um, the comedian and huge mega movie star. Oh, you know, he's just such an interesting guy. I, you know, I've, I've always thought Jim Carrey a wholly original artist. I mean, his comedy, even when I don't, you know, quite connect to it or don't quite like it, it, it rarely takes a safe avenue that ensures him a laugh. I mean, he is, he is not afraid to make an absolute cringe out fool of himself. Damon Wayans, who um, along with his brother wrote, performed, and starred in the early 1990s comedy show In Living Color, which is where Jim Carrey got his his, his like first big break. Um, he has said that Jim Carrey, above all other comedians with whom he's worked, and he's worked with just about everybody, um, he takes the greatest chances. His jokes, while often utterly brilliant, are just as likely to be just bad. I mean, not only falling flat, but sucking him and the audience into a black hole. That's how, Wayne said, that's how he knew that, that Carrie just had a chance to hit the big time. You know, his range, his fearlessness, his, his drive to create is relentless. And when one of his jokes comes together, it's like a Mega Millions lottery win, you know, with confetti flying and horns blaring and tears rolling down flushed cheeks. And what I think is just so interesting about him is that his jokes have also always worked on several different levels, kind of like, you know, Bugs Bunny cartoons um, or, you know, great novels that are written simply but are just so deep. Steinbeck comes to mind. Um, But as for Carrie, I mean, that's what makes him a true master because the same shtick that can be, you know, juvenile or lowbrow or weird or slapstick can also be intellectual and all without showing it seems. I mean, case in point, this is, I remember watching one of his Ace Ventura movies years ago, you know, which are not for everyone for sure. But um, so, you know, we were at a friend's house, my husband and I, and we were watching just gape mouthed as, uh, you know, his Ventura character, um, who was a pet detective of all things, um, 
he I don't even know how to describe this. I mean, he just, he like pushed and clawed and squiggled naked out of the back end of a rhinoceros costume. Now, let me set this up for you, all right? Um, he was at a safari park of some sort where he was trying to solve some pet crime. And um, he'd snuck in dressed as a rhinoceros and, you know, at some point had to get out of this costume and was having a hard time doing it. So now that alone was funny enough that he snuck in this way, but, um, but, the only way he could figure out how to get out of the costume then was by pushing his way out through the back end. Now, all of this occurred while a young boy was watching this spectacle, horror struck, convinced that he was witnessing a rhinoceros giving birth to a fully grown human male. And we would, you know, we would see this both from um, Ace Ventura's point of view and the young boy's perspective, you know, which added a whole other layer. And it was just this insane, grotesque, embarrassing, and absolutely hilarious bit. Because, you know, in the end, Carrie's character does indeed like grease out of the rhino like an infant does out of his mother. You know, and he plopped fetal position, in, in fetal position, naked onto the ground, and then like guiltily scrabbled away while the boy tried in vain to get his parents' attention and tell them about this, you know, this freakish miracle he'd just seen with his own two eyes. Now, boy, what a contrast then when a friend sent me this video about Carrie and his other passion, which is painting and sculpting. Now, I admit, I mean, I did at first wonder if this wasn't like a trailer from a movie he might be starring in, one where he was merely playing a fine artist. But after a couple of seconds of watching, um, I just knew that wasn't the case. Uh, and I just cannot recommend this video enough because in it, he speaks with tremendous heart and authority and vulnerability about what it feels like to be an artist. Someone who uses expression of imagination as his modus operandi and well it is just the way that he interacts with the world whether it be to make a living or to communicate or negotiate or to love or to mend or to heal. He talks about how his bedroom was just a land of Oz to him when he was growing up, and that getting ordered to go to his room, you know, was, was just heaven for Carrie, because there this thick jungle of wonders was awaiting him and fed his soul better than any game of Red Rover waged by his, you know, neighborhood buddies. And I just so related to that because while I had to share a bedroom for most of my life, you know, that's what my basement was to me. It was my land of wonders that I could make into anything that I wanted it to be. Now, Carrie goes on to describe being an artist as a calling. And I think he's right. In my own life, it's a voice that has been living in my head for as long as I can remember. Whispering to me, even when I was perfectly happy doing other things, 
more profitable things, perhaps, maybe more stable things, possibly. A voice I've only heard artists, priests, and warriors name, you know? I mean, so, I think so many artists say, you know, when you listen to interviews or, or read about them, they say, I found I could do nothing else. I understand Carrie's compulsion to make his ideas come to life, how he could quite suddenly go from expressing himself through comedy to painting, say, this multi-hued, you know, partially abstract, abstract, excuse me, head of Christ, which is just amazing. I mean, if you saw his work, it's great. And I understand how he could see comedy and painting, if not as the same then on the same continuum. Now, in much the way that Carrie described, my mind has been my sanctuary all of my life. A place where I was never bored and where no one could hurt me, unless I wanted them to. Where my disappointments could turn into triumphs and my triumphs into adventures. Dangerous and mysterious, terrifying, beautiful, and it is a most two-faced gift. What Jim Carrey doesn't say outright, but I will, is how isolating an artist's life can be. When creativity becomes the lens through which a person views and interacts with the world, that person is put at odds with the world. No easy part of a group or tribe, more often watching an experience as much as living it, questioning and wondering, a mile deep, an inch wide, blissfully, gloriously, painfully alone, and loving it with a passion most people only reserve for their children. That's why when we as artists struggle, if we are having any sort of block or just a stutter, it is a deeply painful experience that affects really almost every waking moment of our days. And I have been struggling lately, which is interesting because I have been, um, well, I've taken on a book coaching client, which is really my first official book coaching client. I've been doing this um, book for friends, for writer friends, just kind of in piecemeal for years. So it's it's not really anything new, but it's nothing that I've ever taken on um, in, in a very committed way. Um, and it has actually come at the best time for me because I have been stuttering and I've needed to take my own advice as I have taken my friend, a wonderful writer who is really doing just an incredible um, job with this idea that she has for a, a series, a, a mystery series. 
And helping her has helped me so much and it has reconnected me to um, to my creative source or at least it is reconnecting with me, me excuse me, to my creative source. And um, one of the ways in which I've been doing that is by, well, watching short videos like the ones about Jim Carrey, but also revisiting points of inspiration for me and, um, and revisiting habits that I used to have as a much younger artist that I needed then in order to help me really become somebody who who works in a creative capacity every single day of their life and develops that discipline. And I've had to reconnect with that discipline. And one of the ways that I have been doing that is um, through something called Morning Pages, which uh, I got from a book called The Artist's Way by um, the artist Julia Cameron, who is actually the ex-wife of the film director Martin Scorsese. So, and um, big surprise, she's brilliant. And I could not recommend this book more because, um, and I'm really at the very be- beginning because I'm taking this this um, quite seriously and I'm, I'm going through the book very slowly. And one of the things that she recommends in the beginning is sitting down first thing in the morning, I mean the moment you wake up, and writing three handwritten stream of consciousness pages. And I'll be honest, I was a little bit skeptical about it because um, I just... A, I didn't think I needed this anymore, and I also didn't think it was something for me right now. But I thought, oh, what the hell, I'll try it. And I've been doing it for three days, and I feel like it has made a significant change in my life. So, for those of you who are struggling and want to reconnect with that source of creativity, or those of you who are thinking about connecting with it in a very serious way and um, making it a daily part of your life, I can't, I can't tell you how helpful it has been just in these three days to be able to center myself and the way that it has generated ideas for me, and also kind of put my mind in order first thing in the morning. And I don't just write about creativity. I write about my family. I write about um, sometimes about my past, sometimes just about how I'm feeling in that moment and what the sunrise looks like as I look out my window. And I am really looking forward to seeing where this takes me this week because I started it on a weekend, so I haven't been... um, you know, I've been with my family, and I haven't been been working on my um, on my latest novel, and um, I have not been putting together my the storyboarding on on another novel that I need to be working on, and and all of these projects that I have going simultaneously. So I will certainly let you know how my morning pages go this week. But in the meantime, creators. I cannot recommend um, finding this short video about Jim Carrey and his art and watching it. Um, 
I cannot recommend that more. Go to YouTube, wherever you'll be able to find it. It it shouldn't be hard. And um, try the morning pages. So now all of the usual links will be in the show notes. And I thank you for listening. I so, so appreciate this time to well, at the end of the week like this, or actually the beginning of the new week like this, to be able to center my thoughts and talk to other creators like you. And if you are enjoying this podcast, I ask that you please um, give it a start review, give it a follow, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. And stay cold, my friends, until next time. <laughs>